This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, the show that helps you find and follow your bliss. I'm Judy Liebrach, and today we're talking all about inspiration from some very inspiring women. I'm looking at one of them right now. First up is someone who is not only incredibly inspiring, but she inspires others every day with her fabulous Instagram page called Inspire Always. Her name is Marcia Aegis, and she created at underscore inspire always on Instagram in January 2021. And her inspo originally was just to feature one woman a week who inspired her and whom she hoped would bring happiness and inspiration to other people as well. The response was so and is so phenomenal. And not only did this Instagram page grow, but readers began recommending others who were inspiring them. There have been some very famous women featured on this page and just some regular folk as well who are inspiring kindness and goodness in this world. We'll be meeting her very soon. Also, later on in the show, we have singer-songwriter Lily Frost on the program singing and telling us her fascinating story. And she's also a fellow host of mine on Zoomer Radio. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about Marcia Aegis. Marcia is happily married to her best friend. How nice is that? And she has three wonderful kids. She spent the last 25 years in three different countries running a very busy household, raising kids and supporting a working husband was not always easy, but she always felt it was worth it. She feels proud in playing such an important role in her family's successes and the life they have built together. Over the years, she's been inspired by many amazing women, which prompted her to start Inspire Always. And again, Inspire Always is a forum that highlights and features incredible women, showing their strengths and their struggles. It's a community of women that motivates and cheers other people on. And it's a place that spreads kindness and positivity, especially during these very challenging and trying times, which hopefully we're coming to an end of. Philanthropy also, and this is what makes Marcia extra special, is philanthropy has also been a huge part of her life. And with the start of Inspire Always, she has always been able to give back, and she keeps giving back. She was part of a major fundraising campaign for Sunnybrook's Odette Cancer Center. Another organization she's worked closely with is the Make-A-Wish Foundation, granting wishes for special children. I love that. And most recently, she has partnered with a local organization that also grants wishes for children called Million Dollar Smiles. Marcia was connected to the organization through her community of inspiring women. How cool is that? And raised proceeds with the sales of t-shirts that encourage her message to spread kindness. Marcia, it's such a joy to have you here. Welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Oh, Judy, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. I am so simply honored to be here and to be featured on your show. I think you're incredible. I was I had the opportunity to feature you. You're so amazing. And uh, I just love it. I love that you have found your bliss and you're sharing that gift with the world. I feel very grateful. I think we have a lot in common, actually. I think we, we're definitely on a very similar page of just putting out goodness and being in service, kind of like the Mother Teresa quote, never leave anyone without feeling better and happier than they were before they were with you. And I know that's important to you as well. Can you take us back, Marcia, to 2020 when you turned 50 and you were really ready for a change? As mentioned, you'd spent 25 years raising three children and a family and helping your husband with his career. And now this huge milestone birthday inspired you to begin something new. Can you tell us what happened? Absolutely. So I joined this online group of women, Team Strong Girls, and I really started taking care of myself for the first time. And and I did things for me. So I prepared my meals for myself. I made my workouts part of a schedule for me. And it was the first time I actually kind of gave to myself. 
And so what I learned from all that is when we, we as women oftentimes don't give to ourselves that when we do amazing things happen, we're actually able to give more. And so 2020, everything you read was sad and bad. And so I wanted to just put out there, like I said, all these amazing inspirational women that I knew, I just started just because I thought, you know what? We were at home. My kids were a little older. I wanted to bring a little positivity into the world. And so I started just as a little passion project of just featuring all these incredible women that I knew. And people just started honestly nominating other people. And and it's just grown. And that's actually how I met you because someone nominated you and thought you were amazing. And and here we are. It's just, it's amazing the, the connection amazing. and the community. That Yeah, it's amazing. That's so great. Do you remember that first one though? Like what made you, what was that moment? Like I remember for Finding Your Bliss, that first moment that I said, this is a thing that I have to do. Do you remember that first moment that made you say, I've got to put them out there? Like, was it a a thought? Was it a dream? Because people love hearing how that started. Yeah, I think it was a thought for me. And you acted on it. And I actually acted on it. Yeah. So for me, it was all like starting this whole journey for me has been stepping outside of my comfort zone, doing things that I'm not really comfortable with, but kind of want to do. And so Mm -hmm. I am not really great on social media. So I think it was my way of getting onto social media. And the coach that I have, her motto was always to aspire to inspire. And so I thought, wow, I'm just going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to inspire other people with stories. And what I've learned through all this is that we all have such different stories and, and, and they're all so beautiful and everyone can always relate in some way, shape or form with someone. And so I've, I've touched so many lives just by, I have women that call me up and they say, Marcia, we cannot wait to see who the woman of your day is because they learn from <laughs> it. And, they, and it's just, it's really incredible. Oh my gosh. It's, I just love it. it. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Because it, it just, it's a feel good thing. It makes other people feel good. You know, I always say like, even with kindness, like when you're kind, you feel good. The person you're being kind to feels good. And even more importantly, the third party onlooker feels so good just watching the goodness. So I I can see what you mean about even if you're not one of the women being featured, you're just watching this and you're going, oh, my God, I love that. It just makes you feel good. (laughs) It's amazing. When did you realize that this was really taking off and almost taking on a life of its own? I don't know whether it was like a specific moment, but as I was going and again, I'm meeting all these incredible women every day and truly, truly, it brings me such joy every morning to feature these women that I've connected with so many different people. And so the other day, the woman that from Ask Us Beauty magazine, the chief and editor, she had reached out to me and said that she loved my page. And I said, I would love to feature you. And so she said, I'd love to feature you too. So she put me in her magazine, Ask Us Beauty. It is the most gorgeous magazine. And I got featured there. And so she has now asked me to be a contributor to the magazine. So it has been such a beautiful, beautiful ride for me. And so as we go, I do more and more things that I love and that I want to do. So that's where I'm having so much fun. So isn't that cool? You featured her and now you're writing for them. And what are some of the things that you write about? Because I think it's about beauty from the inside out, right? It's not just beauty external. It's not just beauty. It's how we define beauty, right? And so it's changing that narrative beauty. So it's a beautiful, beautiful messaging about how we feel beautiful and what makes us feel beautiful, whether it be something that you want to do or something that you're thinking of doing. It's about inspiring. It's about educating and it's about empowering. And so what it looks like is it's four of the women that I featured and we asked them the question of what inspires them. And so it's usually a bit of a blurb at the top and I talk about what I'm doing. So I turned 52 in June. So I've decided to start a 52 week kindness challenge. And so every week I challenge everybody to do an act of kindness. So my goal in that is to put out 52 acts of kindness. So that way 52 people receive acts of kindness. And if I can inspire others to do the same. We can all do that together and just put more goodness into the world. How can people sign up to start doing these acts of kindness and to keep track of what's happening and stay with the journey? Like just go onto your page? Yeah, you can definitely go onto my page. It's listed on my website, www.inspirealways.ca under the community section. So it'll say every week what the challenge is. 
So I challenge everybody on a Saturday with whatever the challenge may be. And then throughout the week, people will take pictures or they'll post hashtag 52 week kindness challenge. And Friday, I'll put together a recap video just so we get an idea of all the goodness that we've put out for the week. That's so amazing. As a little girl, Marcia, were you interested in inspiring others or would you think there was someone or some people that really inspired you, whether they be real people or celebrities, when you were a little kid? Well, when I was a little kid, I was always, always enamored by Mother Teresa and her just her big heart and her act of giving and the way she gave. So she started just with little acts of kindness and it didn't have to be big things little things that made a big difference. And so I actually went to school called Mother Teresa, and I think that's where I learned a lot about her. Wow. So you want to hear what's funny? I'm Jewish and I love Mother Teresa, so I'm not Catholic, but I have this affinity. (laughs) So it just shows you that uh, there's no uh, boundaries on all of this good stuff. I know all of the women are incredible. They're all incredible. I see that every day. And and I also get excited to see who's the new person. And It's always fascinating and you do choose such wonderful people. And I'm sure everyone is inspirational in its own way, but was there a story that particularly blew you away and made you just go, oh my goodness, am I ever grateful to be doing this work? Oh, that is really, really hard one because you're right. Like every woman inspires me, but there was one woman that she went through so many hardships and she came out stronger because of it. And she, despite all her hardships to this day, her mission is to spread kindness. And so I really think that she's an incredible woman. That's so amazing. The other thing I love about you, Marcy, and I said this off the top in the intro, but you really are a person who gives back. You really walk the walk and talk the talk, working with so many charities. And one of the first charities I think you were involved with was helping to raise funds for Sunnybrook's Odette Cancer Center. How did you get involved with that campaign? And can you tell us more about that? Sure. So in 2010, my husband got diagnosed with cancer and he's doing quite well right now. But at the time he was getting treatment, my 11-year-old daughter was making bracelets And we decided we were going to sell them and give them to family and friends and raise money for Sunnybrook. And at the time, as a hockey mom, I I decided, okay, we can do this a little bigger. And I decided to host a gala. And so for five years, we hosted a gala and she was selling her bracelets. And we raised over $100,000 for Sunnybrook. That is so incredible. Oh, my goodness. And is your daughter still interested in this giving back? And is it like, like mother, like daughter? (laughs) Well, right now, so I guess when she went to high school after the five years, it kind of took a back burner on that. So now she went to school and she's doing other things. But um, I think that that it's in her. It's It's in her. her. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) I also love the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which you've worked very closely with as well. Can you tell us more about them and your involvement with them? So Make-A-Wish, my husband was on, a, on the board of Make-A-Wish, and he'd bring back all the stories of what amazing work they were doing. So I had an opportunity to raise a wish for a child on this program called Trees of Joy, where we raise money, a wish, which is approximately $10,000 for a child to have their wish come true. And it's usually around November and we decorate a tree for them that they love. And so we actually got to meet oh. the families. Oh, it, it was so beautiful and so heartwarming. And it's ever since then, I've been doing that for the last five years. And I am loving it. So wow. that's always been part of me giving back. And I wanted to be this fitness team that I wanted to do. I teamed them up with Make-A-Wish so that we could kind of give back. And last year... Our team raised $35,000 for Trailblaze. We were the number one team in Canada last year. Oh my gosh, you are so amazing. Like, look at this. It's so interesting. One good thing, how it, the ripple effect and how it's raising money and helping charities and helping people and bringing a smile to everyone's face. And it's like, if you're, if you're the woman of the day or the girl of the day, you just feel so, you know, wonderful, but you also know that you're making other people feel wonderful. Like it's amazing how it just keeps giving. It's the gift that keeps giving and giving and, and you're at the forefront, which is so great. Most recently, you've partnered with the Million Dollar Smiles organization. Can you tell us more about what created that connection and more about Million Dollar Smiles? Just the, the name itself is so lovely. 
Isn't it beautiful? So I was introduced to oh. the founder of Million Dollar Smiles, and I featured her. And she's absolutely incredible. Generally, prior to COVID, she was building playgrounds for kids in the backyards. Wow. And so because of COVID, unfortunately, they weren't able to do that. And so my message always is always the same. It's less judgment, more kindness. And so I sold t-shirts that said spread kindness. And we raised a wish for a three-year-old that needed a stem cell. So instead of a playground, what we did was we did a superhero drive-by and we dressed up as superheroes and we did a, a drive-by and we gave this child a gift. And so it's such a blessing, but we were able to raise enough money to build a playground this year. So on May 29th, we will be building a playground. Oh my gosh, that, that's sensational. That's really, really incredible. You say that Inspire Always, and I just mentioned this, has not only been a focal point for you, but it's the gift that keeps on giving. What do you mean by that in your own words? Oh, I just, I think it truly is the gift that keeps on giving because when I feature a woman, for me, it's all about the celebration. So it's a gift. That day, they feel great. And, 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 and the community rallies together and they support her and they cheer her on. But then they nominate other people. So they've given that gift to someone else. And that person gives the gift to someone else. Yes. And going back to the whole spread kindness, it's that ripple effect. It's We keep putting good into the world and we keep passing it on. And the idea really is, and the mission yeah. in life, is to leave this world a bit of a better and brighter place. Absolutely. I love when you said before, more kindness, less judgment. There are so many judgers. And I just think it's a wonderful slogan that should be in everybody's home, like on a poster or something. But can you expand on what that means for you? In today's day, there's just, like I said, a lot of people are judging, judging even themselves. We judge and if we spread kindness and we're kind to other people and to ourselves, it just makes everything so much better. And so I think, that's like so I said, I always that that's just a statement that I've always said to everybody that I know is just less judgment, more kindness. <laughs> Absolutely. You were just featured as well, Marcia, as one of 21 authors in a new book called Uncover Your Light, Empowering Stories of Hope and resilience. Can you elaborate a little bit on this book and your contribution to it? So when I started off in this journey, as I was saying, I keep stepping out of my comfort zone. So a friend of mine was doing this book collaboration and she asked me to write a chapter in the book. And at first I thought I didn't really have a story. And so the name itself, Uncover Your Light, it spoke to me. And so I feel like I've uncovered my light through this whole process. I feel like I've really grown and evolved. And so I said, yes, just because. And it's just a wonderful process because that's where I'm actually learning more about myself. Another person wrote an article on me and she's the one that's saying that my gift of giving has been in me long ago. And I'm just now starting to use that gift. And so I'm learning a bit about myself and I'm just I'm apt to more saying more yes, more yeses. <laughs> if it if it scares me a little and it excites me, I'm going to do it. That's fantastic. Are you writing a book? Not at the moment. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've been asked to, but at that moment, right now. that might be your next. Uh... <laughs> could it could be? One of my goals for 2022 has been though to do something uncomfortable every month, and so I've set out to do something uncomfortable every month. What a great idea! Yeah. I'm actually having so much fun with that. Can you give us some examples of some things that one can do? Like what kinds of things would that be for you? Okay. So for example, I'm going up to the cottage this weekend and I'm going to jump into the lake. It is going to be freezing cold, but I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> that's so cool. I'd be scared to do that. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. I'm scared to do it and I don't really want to do it, but I'm going to do it. And in June, my girlfriends and I were actually going to take a pole dancing class. Oh my God. That's so fun. That's so fun. You mentioned earlier the Ask Us Beauty magazine, which is so great. How can people read your articles in Ask Us Beauty? So they can go on to Ask Us Beauty. You can get the digital copy or you can actually buy the copy in print. It is absolutely a beautiful magazine. It is absolutely stunning. It's more of a tabletop magazine than it is just a regular magazine. The quality is excellent. Wow. I can't wait to see it. If there's someone inspirational out there who would love to be featured on your Instagram page, what can they do? 
They can reach out to me through my webpage at inspirealways.ca or they can just DM me on Instagram, underscore inspirealways. That's fantastic. What is bliss for Marcia Aegis? That's a good question. I think bliss for me is living my true purpose and my best life. And so I'm trying to find joy in everything that I do and spreading kindness for me and the gift of giving is truly at the core who I am. And so I, my mission is to do that every day. What do you hope your page will inspire in others? I don't mean necessarily the women who are on it, but other people who just happen on it. What do you hope it will inspire in other people? My hope really is for it to just, for us to be able to celebrate each other and to lift each other up. There are some women though that call me up and say, Marcia, we cannot wait because they consider it a daily mantra because they say some days they're just not able to get through the day. And they read about these women that are doing either incredible things or they're showing their vulnerability, which is such true strength, that they they say, you know what, if she can do it, I can do it too. So I think that by reading sometimes other people's stories, we think, wow, she can do it too. So I think for me, if you would ask me if I was inspiring a couple of years ago, I probably would have said, no, I'm just a mom, which is such a terrible narrative. But we are all, all more inspiring than we know. Do you think that getting into shape and being part of that group, because I, I think of the group that I'm involved with, Susan Galuzzo, the Best of You Boy program, is so inspirational and it just makes me want to also try new things and accept new challenges. Do you think that that sort of ultimately set you up for just going for it? I absolutely do. I think that when you become stronger physically, the mental strength comes with that because you actually feel to be actually strong, you actually have to commit to yourself. You have to actually take time to nurture yourself and to exercise. That's a commitment. And so when you do that, you build up routines. And these are the little routines that you do every day are really what change your life. If I could say, I'm going to give you a fairy wand right now, and I'm your fairy godmother, and we're going to wave the wand. And I can say any dream you have for the future could come true the perfect dream for you, your ultimate dream, following in the path that you're already on or a different path, what would it be? I think the dream that I would, would be for me to be able to travel the world and inspire and give back to millions of people. Somehow, I don't know what that would look like in terms of giving, but I would love to be able to create a community of people that are willing to give their time, their treasure, their talent. That's so fantastic. Well, you are a treasure. You really are, Marcia. And I'm so grateful to have had you on Finding Your Bliss today because you are a person who I think is in your bliss and you also bring bliss to so many. And, and really, it's uh, you make the world a better place. So thank you for being here so much today. And what is the best way for people to contact you and connect with you on social media and become part of this fabulous thing that you're doing? Underscore Inspire Always on Instagram. That's amazing. Well, we're going to do that. You are so kind and you are amazing. I am so, what's that? No, I'm just laughing because you're so nice. (laughs) Oh, no, but you're so kind. You're so sweet. It's so true. And I, I do think ever since that we met, I think that we're totally very similar. And so one of my other 2022 goals is to meet 25 of the women that I feature that I've never met in real life. And I definitely think that you need to be one of them. I would be so honored. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Thank you, Marcia, so much for being here today. It's really been inspirational having you, continued success, and so happy we could meet on Finding Your Bliss. And I would love to meet you in person with those other 20 women. That would be phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to go on a short commercial break, more with Finding Your Bliss, when we come back with singer-songwriter Lily Frost. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. 
Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And we're joined now by singer-songwriter Lily Frost to talk about her upcoming album, Decompression, which will release this fall. And I have to tell you how this interview with Lily all came to be. One day after our show, Finding Your Bliss, aired right here on Zoomer Radio, I got a DM, also known as a direct message on Instagram, from Lily Frost, and she said that she loves our show, and she loves that it's called Finding Your Bliss because she has a song called Blissed Out, which is all about following your bliss. And in fact, there's a beautiful lyric in the song, Follow Your Bliss. And of course, she's also a host on Zoomer Radio on a show called Zoomer Crooners and Songbirds, which airs every Sunday at 6 p.m. So let me tell you a little bit more about Lily Frost. With nine original solo albums and three EPs to her credit, this Toronto-based singer-songwriter is a beloved figure within the Canadian music scene. Over the course of those records, she has explored topics ranging from introspection and our connection to nature and to spirituality and psychology, all draped in poetic metaphor in genres including indie folk, pop, swing, western, all with a touch of sass. This, along with her sweet but dynamic voice and stage presence, has led to her loyal following and much critical acclaim, and songs being featured in high-profile television shows such as Grey's Anatomy and Working Moms, as well as the 2001 Disney movie Crazy Beautiful. In 2009, Lily earned a Gemini Award nomination as co-writer of the theme for CBC's Being Erica. But like many of us, the fallout from the pandemic left Lily seriously questioning her future as a creative entity. Was there any point in carrying on if there were no opportunities to play shows? We've heard this from so many of our featured artists on this very program. And as Lily searched for answers, loyal fans, promoters, and her neighbor, producer Aaron Goldstein convinced her she was a lifer and that there was so much more music that she still needed to share with the world. And Aaron's drive convinced Lily to gather all of her best songs and they set to work bringing together her raw and real piano-based material and the results are contained in Decompression, a Lily Frost album unlike anything she's ever done before and that we've ever heard before. And we're going to hear all about it and one of the songs from this upcoming album right now. Lily Frost, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Thank you so much, Judy. It's lovely to be here. Great to have you here. So I love the song Blissed Out. I listened to it, and not just because it's the name of our show, but I love the lyrics, Follow Your Bliss. And I'd love to play a little clip from the song. But before I do, can you just set up the song for us? Sure. Um, when I was 19, I, you know, left home and I went to university in Montreal and I met a whole bunch of amazingly inspiring people who were into Joseph Campbell. And he has great oh. writings and interviews with Bill Moyers about following your bliss. Yes. And you've probably read the power of myth. And Joseph Campbell is such a huge inspiration for me because I always had the impression, and this is the way I was raised, that, you know, you have fun when you're a kid, but then when you're older, you have to kind of pick pick some job, whatever it is. You've got to make money and everyone suffers. So that's just the way it is and throw in the towel. And But then his impression was, no, you have to find what you love and do what you love and then the money will come. And so it's all about just tuning into your inner gifts and your inner strengths. And that's what will drive you to do your best and enjoy your life. So it's kind of, it's about that. That's all. I love that. I love that. Well, I love the song as well. And I'm so excited to share a little part of it today with our audience. Let's all have a listen right now to Blissed Out by Lily Frost. Follow your bliss, 
I just love that song. I know we just gave <laughs> a little snippet, but that's so fabulous, Lily. Love that. Thank that's you. Out. And that's from your album called? That was called Situation. Situation is just an, a title based on situationalism, which was a Dadaist movement from Europe in the 40s, which is about integrating the crowd into your performances and not just being an observer, but participating in the show. That's so great. I love that. You're a prolific songwriter and you're an accomplished singer. How would you describe the type of music that you love to play and create? So um, I, I don't really see genres the way that most people do. I more see concepts. So if there's a concept that is really moving me in my life or an emotion that I have a hard time processing, then one of my ways is just through melody, through melody and poetry and putting those two together. And they will find their own way to express themselves and the wardrobe that they choose to wear is almost determined from the inside out. So I don't see myself as like a country singer or a folk singer or what anything like that. It's more just processing life and allowing the art to speak for itself, if that makes sense. You speak, and I know you write in such an evocative way, in such a rich, evocative way, like the wardrobe. And I just could see even in your, in your bio, in your description, <laughs> you're you're a poet. Were you? Did you write you. poetry as a young girl? Yeah, and I love poetry. I love how direct it is, and how it just strips the essence down to its core seed, and is very brave and and honest. I know there's a lot of poetry that's very flowery, and as well, I I do like that. But the stuff that speaks to me more is like Arthur Rimbaud or Neruda or Paul Verlaine, or like people who just want to kind of slice the truth with the knife, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that that stark reality happening and yeah you do it in a way it's interesting that doesn't feel like that it feels very like pleasant to hear so you've had this wonderful illustrious career and like many of the musicians we have on our show we have had this very intense time for the last two years particularly i think for artists and musicians who need to perform who need to be on a stage and whether it's musical theater or whether it's in a club or a bar you know i can't even imagine i mean i actually have a daughter who's a singer so i can't imagine but i really do feel for artists during this period you were mm -hmm. ready to almost throw in the towel as it were because you were so frustrated with the way the world was going mm -hmm. and then somebody convinced you to put all of the music in your arsenal together and create an album. Can you tell us what happened? Sure. Um, I guess I felt myself just like becoming more and more introverted, you know, and just sort of on the couch in the house, becoming part of the walls of the house, you know, and you just kind of have to surrender to it. And I had COVID a couple of times on top of it. So that was even worse because it, it really flattens your energy levels. And so I started losing my voice. I started um, like mm. smoking cigarettes again and just like, like <laughs> it was oh. all gross and bad. And, and I was losing oh. my voice. And oh. it's funny because Aaron Goldstein, he's a great pedal steel player. And I knew that I loved pedal steel. And I had posted a picture of these stilt walkers who were banging on drums in my neighborhood. <laughs> and he saw it on Instagram and he said, you must live around the corner because they just passed my house. And it well, was rare because I don't live in a musical neighborhood. I live in a very residential neighborhood, the old school Eastern Europeans. And so I was like, oh my God, another musician. So <laughs> we connected and we got together for a coffee and we talked about songwriting. And he just told me that he, he wouldn't allow me to quit, that that just wasn't going to be happening. And the way that he said it just made me believe him. I wanted mm -hmm. to believe him, you know, too. Mm -hmm. And also I always wanted to work with him. So I thought, you know, why not give it a try? And I applied for a few grants and I got them all. And I thought this must mean something. I can't just fritter it away, you know? Yes. Isn't that wonderful? So you started to gather up 
all of these songs from all of these different places? And how did it all evolve and come together? How did you choose songs and figure it all out? So I'm always writing no matter what. Even when I wasn't singing or performing, I was still writing. So when the pandemic began, my friends and I, four of us, would get together and have this potluck songwriting workshop where we we wrote four-way splits. And as things started shutting down, we just kept doing it on Zoom. So that potluck songwriting group, we wrote about uh, 15 songs over the pandemic. And two of them are on my record. And one of them is Changes in the Air. So Rob came in. Rob, I've known Rob for 30 years. We took a pinto across Canada together, busking <laughs> our way across the nation. And, but anyway, so he came up with changes in the air, changes in the air. He came up with that chorus. And I was like, oh my God, that's really, really hooky. And then I wrote the verse. And then the rest of us just fleshed out the entire song together on Zoom. And um, yeah. We tried recording it a few times and it didn't work. And then finally with Aaron, we figured out how to give it the life that it needed and the feel and everything. So Rob and I actually, we performed it last weekend. He came up on stage and and we got a standing ovation, which just made me cry. And it was so emotional. And yeah, it's pretty intense right now doing shows. Even when you sang that lyric just now, like I just, it's so catchy and I just, I love the song (laughs) and I can't wait to share with our listeners. We're going to go on a short commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to hear Lily Frost singing Changes in the Air. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7, and I'm here with singer-songwriter Lily Frost. So, Changes in the Air, this is by Lily Frost, and this is going to be on your new album, Coming Soon, Decompression. It's so good, and it also makes you feel hopeful that there's finally changes in the air. It's so great. Oh, I just love it. Let's have a listen to Changes in the Air. Due to international copyright law, podcasts are unable to include music. Music can only be played on the live radio broadcast. Finding Your Bliss airs every Saturday at 1 p.m. If you'd like to hear this artist's music, you can find the link to our Finding Your Bliss SoundCloud in the episode description. Oh, I love it. I just love it. (laughs) It's just gorgeous. I've heard it a couple of times now. And it's hopeful and it's optimistic. And that's so great. And there's that three-part harmony happening, which you can't do that on Zoom. That you need real life for, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, wow. It gives me the shivers. Like, was that so cool to actually be in person making music again? Well, what was that like the first time you were back in person, not on Zoom where everything is all, you know, you know what it is. (laughs) So the first I was asked actually to do a show, first of all, at the Heartwood and Owen Sound. And I got up basically every time I was rehearsing alone at home, I was going to do it alone. Uh, my son would come running down the stairs when I played a couple of the songs and he picked up his bass and he started jamming along. And then he said, can I play with you? And I was like, oh, yes, I would love that. (laughs) He's 15. He's never really played live. And I thought, why not just start now, you know? And so for me, that heart connection is so important. Like, I don't think I can play anymore with people who are just there for the money. It needs to be either family or friends or people who really feel it. 
I think that's one of the changes for me that has come about. I can't play pubs ever again. I, I just, it's yeah. too sacred, you know? Yes. And um, so there's a feeling of not wanting to waste time or energy. I think that a lot of people have now. Absolutely. You know what you want more clearly. You feel it. It's deep and emotional now. Yeah. Yeah. You don't throw it away. We're not throwing any of this away, especially a piece of art that's meaningful. And that's, that song is going to kill it. That song's going to do really well. I just know Uh, it. It's going to be great. Thank you. Well, it's really fabulous. You've said one of the other standouts on your album, Decompression, is Love Yourself, a song about affirmation. And I love affirmations, not the Stuart Smiley kind from Saturday Night Live, but just, uh, you know, affirmations that work in conjunction with meditation. And I just think they're so powerful powerful. And you say it's also a song about responsibility in this age of seeking exterior affirmation and negative self-image. And I love that because that's so much of what bliss is all about, which is finding and tapping into your internal compass and your inner self to find Mm -hmm. true happiness more than seeking it externally from work or relationships or anything. Can you tell us more about the song, Love Yourself? So the song was written to myself before I had this recent wake up call, which I kind of want to share because I mean, I have an amazing therapist and he, I, I sort of, I, I tend, my children are here, so I have to be careful. But anyway, so I tend to put myself in dangerous situations sometimes. And he said, why do you do that? And he says, what is it that you're looking for? And we just narrowed it down to attention. So I need attention. Okay. So how about, he said, how about you just give it to yourself? How about you just literally take okay. that little person inside you, like that little shy, scared, whatever it is, and hold it close. And, and it sounds obvious, maybe the loving the inner child thing, but for some reason it just spoke to me. And, wow. and he said, what is it that you need? And I said, I need time and blessing. And he said, okay, listen to yourself right now. And instead of affirmations, what I did is I wrote a song to myself and gave myself what I needed in the song. And through the song, it penetrated my subconscious while I was sleeping. It wasn't me in a mirror going, I love you. It was the melody penetrating my subconscious. So I found that that power in the songwriting really healed me. And this song is so emotional for me because this isn't the actual song I wrote because that one song I wrote, I don't think I would share it. It's too, you know what I mean? Self-helpy, but so is love yourself, but I will share it because I want, it does help me as well. And I hope that maybe it will help other people too. It sounds like writing a love letter to yourself. We're so busy, you know, thinking about others or loving others. And we forget to do that love letter to yourself. And that's what it sounds like, but musical. So I can't wait to hear that one. I was also fascinated to read about your song Seagull that was actually written decades ago by your brother, Matt, and you brought it to life now. Can you tell us briefly about Seagull? Sure. So we grew up in the suburbs and there was a big factory there and there wasn't a lot of culture and we felt often trapped and like didn't see a bright future per se. Like, and we weren't inspired. A lot of people were just getting drunk in the bush or hanging out at Tim Hortons, you know? And so he wrote this song in his teenage years. And it's about kind of like how you want to fly, but you can't. You're a bug that will not die, but will never fly either. Seagull is kind of like one of the the rat birds, like it'll fly, but it's never going to be a beautiful hawk or an eagle. It's, it's just a seagull. So it's that feeling of hopelessness or, you know, um, not being able to get out. And I've wanted to record it for years. And finally I have, and I'm so happy to have received government funding for this record because there's no one breathing down my neck saying that doesn't fit or it's not quite this or that. I just, I'm doing what I want to do. So, and it's a gift to him as well, like for his birthday and he's, um, he's liking it. So I'm really happy about that. That's so great. It's like, you're being free. You're being the seagull and you're free and you're liberated getting to do the music the way you wish without a, as you say, a a producer breathing (laughs) down on you. Yeah. 
you've lived all across this great country of ours. You were born in Toronto. You studied in Montreal. You lived in Vancouver. Are you happy to be home? So I grew up in Oakville, actually, and uh, I loved Montreal. It was very liberating and inspiring for me. Vancouver was where my first musical successes happened, and uh, I worked hard as a musician. I've been back here for 15 years. I was planning to head to California next, (laughs) and I still have that plan as long as the uh, Roe and Wade doesn't kick into California. But you know what I'm saying? Not that... (laughs) I just think that's terrible news. But I still do have dreams of California. I'm happy to be here. I have two children and I am making the best of my life. I'm financing a hot tub. So life is bearable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get in there and I'm just like, what? This is happening. Like, you know, making the best of it. And hopefully I'll get a sauna eventually. (laughs) Just like make it a spa life and you know, continue working and and I would never leave my children. So unless they want to come with me, I'm here until they move out. Yeah. Toronto's okay. It's okay. It's good. It's multicultural. There's lots to do. Lily, you've been described as a dramatic, stylish person who draws from the aesthetic of Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's, one of my favorite movies of all time, the soundtracks of Quentin Tarantino, and the hot and bothered emotional drama that goes on between us fascinating humans. The poetry of Rimbo, the erotic of Anainin, and tort singers like Julie London and Juliet Greco, who all serve as strong influences for you. What do you love the most about singing and performing? So for me, singing is, I was always a shy kid. So I found my voice through melody. It's the way that I overcame my fears and found a spiritual connection with musicians and other people. Performing for me is a combination of two diametrically opposed things. So my mother's side of the family is very dramatic and very silly and witty and showy. So there's sort of, and she's a great dancer and just a funny woman and very beautiful and charismatic. So there's that sort of thing that she sort of taught me. But then for me, it's actually more about having a spiritual, loving connection with people. And when that flows, so I always say a prayer before I play a show where I'm just a vessel and this spirit is just pouring through me. And I'm here to connect people to each other. So I'm just serving people what they need, which is connection through music. And when I do that and ground myself in that, I feel that connection. And that's what it's all about for me is is basically love. Yeah. I love that. Can you tell us about what you love about doing the radio show? We share a station, Zoomer Radio, and your beautiful show, Zoomer Crooners and Songbergs. How did it all come to be, evolve? Uh, so I was actually doing a show called Big City Social, which Moses was a VIP to, and he loved it and wanted to help promote it. And I guess I couldn't afford the promotion. So I offered to do four radio shows in exchange and he accepted my barter counter offer oh, wow. and he ended up really liking it. And I always had the impression that one day I would go into radio and I thought this is my chance and I'll just do my best and hopefully it works and <laughs> and I'm just loving it. Like every week's a new theme, a new guest. I'm just pulling in from all of my contacts I've ever made and uh, it's very creative and uh, I'm learning a lot. It's an art being a radio host. It's much more complicated than I ever realized, but I'm, <laughs> I really want to learn and grow and just become the best I can at that. That's so yeah. fantastic. Good for you. Can you tell us about the event, Big City Social? You just mentioned it, that you curate the combined swing, rockabilly, burlesque, dance, and fashion that Moses was involved with and how this all came to be. Sure. So that was at Lula Lounge, and it was basically offering Torontonians a social gathering where they could dress up, have fancy cocktails. We offered dance lessons to start the night, and then a DJ played. So It was a variety night and sort of retro. We had a lot of live bands. The burlesque was always very high quality. We had three of them and uh, 
they were very successful. It was starting to snowball. Um, sadly, my partner and I had a falling out. So I was about to do it at the Paradise Theater when COVID hit. So uh, possibly we'll get it charged up again at the Paradise. We'll see. That'd be great. We'll yeah. want to promote that. I, I don't know. Maybe you will also come into contact with my daughter one day. She's a beautiful musical theater performer, singer, person. Oh, nice. Lily also oh. has your name. So very, oh, very lovely. Right. I loved your name right away. What is bliss for Lily Frost? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, a good afternoon nap is fairly blissful. <laughs> yeah, uh, jumping into the ocean, uh, hugging my children. Um, I don't know. I do love a good labradoodle. <laughs> I think you definitely get it. I think you're one of the people who really gets it. So. Uh, Good on you. That's that's fantastic. I'm glad that I reached out to you because I de- I love what you're doing. It Thank makes you. so much sense to me. Thank you so much. I'm so well. When, when your album is out, decompression. I hope you can come back and we'll play another Thank one of the you. tunes. And uh, I can't wait to do that. What is the best way for people to contact you, Lily, and connect with you on social media? Sure. So Facebook would be Lily Frost Music. Instagram is Lily Frost Calm. I'm on Twitter. I have a www.lilyfrost.com website. They can join my mailing list and I'll send out a monthly letter with updates. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. You also have a gorgeous voice. I love your music. So really so lovely to have you here. It's been just great having you on the show today and uh, wishing you all the best continued success with the album and with everything you're doing. Thanks so much. And back to you. Thank you so much. Each week, we spotlight a singer, songwriter, or a musician on the show. If you're a singer, please write to us at music at findingyourbliss.com. And if you're an author, artist, yoga, meditation, or mindfulness expert, or really anyone who has found and is following their bliss, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at fyb at findingyourbliss.com. I'm also a life coach. If I can help you in any way, let me know. You can reach out and contact me at findingyourbliss.com slash coaching. I'm also on Insight Timer, the number one free meditation app. And all you have to do is search up Judy Liebrack. And of course, you can always follow us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram and Facebook. I would like to thank all of our wonderful guests for being on the show today. Thank you, Marcia Aegis, and to Lily Frost as well. Also, thank you to Meg Ruffman, Siobhan Kiley, Associate Producer and Audio Engineer, Naira Amani, Senior Editor, Lauren Kaminsky, Video Editor, Beatrice Pardell, Audio Producer, Kelly Robotham, and everyone here at Zoomer. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center. We're going to close out the show today with a short quote, and here it is. Magic is believing in yourself. If you can do that, you can make anything happen. And that was said by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. For everyone here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Liebrach, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.